Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Leftovers Podcast with Derek Kramer. I'm going to say a stupid thing right now. Pudding. Where's my money? Frank R. Curry. I didn't say run through a wall. Do it again? Okay. And Kyle Powell. The Sabres were actually in a playoff spot for the entire year. On WGR550.com. Welcome to another episode of Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And it's just the two of us here today. As Kyle Powell has things going on. Adult things. Like DMV things. Like Sitting in a waiting room things for hours on end. Things. We should have called him. Yeah. It would have probably been beneficial for him. Yeah. He been needs like, some relief right now. Been like, hey, are you bored out of your mind? Because are you okay? Do you need a hug? Do you want to just talk about sports? Because that would probably help you get through everything. But yes. So, training camp has started. Mm-hmm. And a lot of great things are there's going a, on. There's a football game on Thursday. It's not there the Bills. There is a football game But on there is Thursday. a football game on Thursday. We'll talk a little more about the Bengals' misfortune in a little bit. But I think that this is uh, – this training camp uh, – I don't know what to do here, Frank. With how the Bills have started off these first four days – I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Maybe that's exactly what the uh, training camp promise is. Where you swear to not get overhyped about everything. The pledge that Jeremy says every year. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to think. But at the same time, I want to be happy. I want to be excited. Because John Brown and Cole Beasley look like friggin' nightmares to deal with. Through the first four days. Beasley's breaking ankles. John Brown's speed is really becoming a problem. So either one of two things is going to happen. Either the Bills receivers that they sign in free agency are actually going to be good additions, or our secondary is going to take a very unexpected step back. And I don't think the latter is going to necessarily be the case here. Cole Beasley is becoming exactly as advertised from what it seems like to me. I mean, I would kind of expect I would want to well expect the first part you said the receivers are good I hope they will sign some good players the corner the secondary taking a step back honestly I as much as I don't want to see that happen I'm expecting to see it happen the Bills were the second ranked defense in the league last year and they did while they did add to it by signing a bunch of cornerbacks to induce competition in Kevin Johnson. You still have Levi Wallace. You got Teron Johnson coming back. You signed EJ Gaines. You drafted Ed Oliver for the interior. I'm expecting the defense to take a step back this year. They were the second-ranked defense in the league last year, as I just said. The only way they get better is if they're the best. And what are the chances of that happening? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I they they have a, a better chance back. of taking a step back. Yeah, than from the, the second ranked defense. Like, I'm not saying that they'll be like middle of the pack. Like, they there's they could still be a top ten defense this year, but are they going to be the second ranked defense in the league? Probably not. Yeah, no. I think this is one of those things where they could still it remain could, a top I think ten for, unit. I think for what you said, it's probably it. So the answer could be just a little bit of both. I'm excited to see what is going on here with Cole Beasley, though, because. Saturday, he was just impressive. And then Sunday, even more so at practice. Mm -hmm. The guy is out there making everyone's life miserable right now, and that is something that you want to be able to see. Everything else about it, well, you got to be able to figure it out. Josh Allen has had more good than bad. Like his, He's been streaky at times, but from what our own Sal Capaccio has put in his 
training camp report, which is on WGR550.com, Sal's saying that he's liked more of what Allen has seen because the positive has been a longer stretch, for example, than the negative stretches have been. And that's encouraging to me. That's something that I like to see is that Allen actually is trying to get a little bit of a flow of consistency going around, going on around here. And that is, that's wondrous to think about for your second year quarterback. It's all about taking them steps forward. And for what, for what everyone kind of has been saying about him, I'm talking like the media if he takes those steps forward, he's gonna he's gonna shut a lot of mouths this year. That's what that's what that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic, and that's kind of what the Bills' season's gonna end up being. It's gonna end up being how does Allen look? If he has a good year, that's what the season is, not just camp. Well, that's what I mean. That's why that's what I mean. If he has a good year, those are probably gonna be around. Just over 500. If he has a great year, they're a playoff team. No doubt. And it's no doubt. They're not just fringe. Like, if he's good, they're fringe. They're right there. They're in the hunt. They are prob- They could be 9-7, and seven, and they probably only lose out by a game because a team went 10-6, and six, or they lose out because of uh, – Tiebreaker. I still think that that would really hurt me if they do that. If they oh, it if they would. go ten and six and like it still would hurt me a lot. Oh, of course. I talked about it when I I guest hosted the nightcap. It would hurt me so much because I've never seen a Bills team win ten games before. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When were you born? I was born in '93, but I didn't start watching football until I was around nine years old. So we're talking, I didn't start watching football until Bledsoe was the quarterback. All right, yep. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. I was I was, ter- I was six years old when Music City Miracle happened, but I didn't pay attention to football because I, I was six years old. Being I didn't older, care. I do have that benefit. You have the benefit of seeing some good teams. And also watching football when I was like five also is a benefit. Yeah. Like you remember watching football. I remember being mad about Music City Miracle. I See, that's the thing. I might have watched it, but I don't remember it. I remember. The earliest I can remember watching Bills football was around 2002, 2003 for me. And it, so for me, I don't remember ever watching a Bills team win 10 games in a season. So even just doing that, Allen could have a really good year, and the Bills could win, go 10 and 6. If they make the playoffs, that's a bonus for me. If they miss it, so be it. I at least got to see a Bills team win ten games, and I got and I could see a quarterback, a potential, the potential franchise quarterback for this team for the next ten years. I know it just it would hurt though. To actually, it would still hurt. Yes, no, but it would still hurt. It would almost but be like a fe- karma sort of thing for getting in, yeah. ass backwards at <laughs> nine and seven because Tyler Boyd decided to be a hero, yeah, and crush the Baltimore Ravens. But at the same time, because that team really didn't deserve to make the playoffs, but they did what they had to do. They won mm-hmm. two of the last three to close it out, mm-hmm. the one loss being New England because New England. But their point differential was bad. They got blown out several times. And now what do you get? A 10-16 and 16 that actually looks legitimately good? Oh, no, you don't get to make the playoffs. Are you what? <laughs> what is this? It Wait, would almost know, be like return what? serve on that kind of a season. Yeah, but – where a team with a bad point differential makes the playoffs and then but probably goes being, to score three points in the playoffs. But besides being hurt from missing out, you're still feeling really good. I'm, I'm hurt for one more particular reason. How awesome it is to have a playoff week in Buffalo. Yeah, that was awesome. There were entire kids up until a couple of years back that didn't even know what playoffs for the Bills meant. 17, almost adults. Right here. I mean, you started watching when you were nine. Yes, I get that. Right here, I didn't but like know people what that a playoff... were born alive without the Bills making the playoffs. Ever. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Seventeen, two thousand babies. Yeah, yes. Seventeen-year-olds did not know what playoff Bills meant. Yeah, that's true. Technically, I would even count eighteen-year-olds because they're not cognizant of what happened with the Music City forward pass. I refuse he... to call it the Music City miracle. I never will. I'm hella salty. Forever will be. <laughs> Am I going to petition the league over that sort of thing? No, I'm not a Saints fan. 
but <laughs> I'm still hella salty. I will always call it the forward pass. But again, like there were legal adults that didn't know what the Bills in the playoffs meant. Yeah. And then that happened, and it was awesome, and then the Bills promptly scored three points. Yeah. And killed all of the excitement. And they wasted a defensive gem from the Bills' defense. Mm Mm-hmm. That defense got better. The offense has gotten better. Mm Mm-hmm. We've seen Sean McDermott do more with so much less with this roster. He's shown that ability to, yes. And they and the management And now that's gonna unfortunately prompt something here. We've seen him do more with less. Mm-hmm. He's already got some sort of a proven track record on that. If he can't win with more, we're gonna start having a conversation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's how the business goes. Yes. It's not fair. I don't want to have that conversation. I like the guy. He's cliche as hell, but he does seem to get results and he's a likable dude. But unfortunately, if he doesn't win, players with more, love him. Yeah. But if unfortunately, if he doesn't win with more, next year we're going to have to have a conversation. Yeah. One that we don't like, but we're going to have to. Yeah. Because we've seen him do more with less. And that's the problem. But that. With, but that's, that's why the problem I would... with that playoff appearance. You do, yeah, that is. I'm trading true. that. I'm trading for that every time though, because the drought. The drought's over. If it's still here, right now. Oh my God! The... And we're talking about a team that is on the up. A team that traded up and got their quarterback? Yeah. Now the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Unlike anything ever. There's pressure this year. Like, the pressure would have been this year, whereas <sighs> now it's more so... Like As long as they have a good year this year, it's more we're next going year. Into, we're going into the season having some expectations for something this year. Yeah. Could you imagine what that amplification of still having a playoff drought hanging over the heads would have been? Especially if with they the Sabres the now having the longest playoff drought in the NHL? They missed the playoffs this year with the drought. I don't yeah. think McDermott sees next year. No, he wouldn't have. And, But I do like, though, that they were like, yeah, we made the playoffs, but we still see a flawed roster. We're going to go ahead and continue to do what we got to do. Yeah, they at least stuck to their plan. They've stuck to their plan, and that's the one thing that gives me the truest hope of all of this. And hope is dangerous. Don't ever have hope, kids. But I don't practice what I preach. I have hope for this season because of the <laughs> fact that they did stick to their plan. They got their guys. Now we get to see, because here's the double-edged sword, Frank, what happens with this. This is your team, mm-hmm. your guys. Mm-hmm. You two collaborated and put this together. Please win with your team. Oh, thank you, air conditioning. You're very delightful. <laughs> as I can, as I know, I can hear it here in the background. But that's the double-edged sword of everything. They've put this team together the way that they want it. Yep, it's in their eyes. And unfortunately, if they flounder, we've got a problem. Yeah. But I'm hopeful that they don't because I like what they've done. They blew up an entire offensive line because it was dreadful last year. Yes. They made good moves to fix it. They acquired some receivers that, yes, it's training camp and everybody looks good at training camp. I genuinely think Cole Beasley is going to be a problem for other teams. And John Brown is looking like he's probably going to become this team's de facto number one receiver. Yeah. What does that mean in the long run of things? I don't know. But I feel that this is nothing but good for the Bills being able to figure this out. And if they do make these moves work, hey, that goes ahead and shuts up the Ken Brandon Bean sign offensive players thing. Well. Doesn't it? Yeah, Shouldn't it already? I mean, he did. It's a matter of them working out. Yes. I'm still happy to see what I've seen so far from training camp. I'm going a couple times in this next week, so I'll be able to see it for myself, which would be fantastic. Lucky. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Um, I know. It's free, Frank. You can go in the morning. Just get your butt up early in the morning. It's about having that free time to go. It's in the morning. You're done by noon. You're back by 1.30. Once again. Work nights. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. 
<laughs> Work nights. Figure it out. Or go weekends. Get a ticket. Yeah. They're free tickets, but you got to get a ticket. <laughs> I know you can't go Saturdays. No. And also, don't forget, I'm also going to Myrtle Beach soon. So there's that. I would choose the Bills over Myrtle Beach. I mean. But that's just me. I mean, but. I also hate sand. But family, though. I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets out. Okay, come on, let's be real. I could just I could just go after when I get back. Yes, you know, well, I mean you could, but it's coarse and it gets everywhere. So I don't like sand. That's fine. Yes. Yes, that was a quote from the worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> just for for all of you that don't understand why I keep saying it. But I'm excited for this team. I like what's going yeah. on. I'm liking what I'm seeing in camp. And of course, Everyone likes what they see in camp. It's just all about Here's what... the problem. It's hard to be too optimistic. Always. Because last year, what was the most common phrase going throughout? Nathan Peterman looks sharp at camp today. He's 7 for 7. He's got a touchdown. He's flawless and per- perfect in practice right now. He's sharp. He's sharp. Nathan Peterman's looking sharp. Oh. Yeah. Sharp like a dagger that you shove into your midsection. He was that sharp. He was. And that is exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he did. So, guys that you're out there, the media, don't use the word sharp describing Josh Allen. Otherwise, he's going to be a bust. He's not sharp. He's precise. He's accurate. He's more good than bad. He's solid. He's maybe even at some points in practice spectacular. Never call him sharp for the love of God. I think I got that down. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this then. Never sharp. Yeah. What defines a good season for the Bills. Me? Like what like what is the it's a subjective question. It is cuz it's everyone's answer is going to be different. But you no. Know, what's what's the worst they can do and everyone still feels good about this franchise about where they're heading. A winning record without the playoffs and losing on a tiebreaker I think is the answer. So probably 9 and 7. 9 and 7 or 10 and 6 without the playoffs is the minimum I think that they'll accept. And be happy about it. Yeah. Because I asked that question when I was on the nightcap last week. And it became a conversation where I was a little surprised at the answer and the pushback I was getting. Because mm-hmm. I said I'd be mad if they go 10-6 and six and they miss the playoffs. You'd be, you'd be, yeah, you just said you would be hurt by it. It would suck. It would suck. And I'd be mad about it. But would, because but that's going where, 10 and 6, here's my thing. Yeah. If you go 10 and 6, that means that there was another game that you had there that you lost to someone that allowed another team to come in in the tiebreaker. If you're 10-6, and six, that means you're good enough to become 11-5. and five. That's my simple part of it. Could you also spin that the other way, though, where let's say the Bills start, maybe they maybe around halfway through the year they're 4-4, four and four, and then they go 6-2 and two the rest of the way? And they kind of climb their way back, and they they just missed out. If they go four and four in the first half of the season, that means they've probably dropped a game against the Jets. Probably, they might have tripped over themselves against a team that they should have beaten, say the Giants. Well, but using the example, like if the Jets make the playoffs and the Bills don't, and the Bills end up at ten and six, they did something wrong. Unless they somehow sweep the Jets and the Jets survive that to make the postseason. Because remember, the Bills' first eight games are Jets, Giants, Bengals, Patriots, Titans, bye week, Dolphins, Eagles, Redskins. I've counted four already should wins. Giants, Bengals, Titans, Titans, Dolphins. Yeah. I don't respect the Tennessee Titans at all. I know you don't. I don't think they're good. They're probably going to be the cellar dweller in the South this year. Because they're just mediocre as hell. 
You and don't if know, you want to, you don't but, know what they're going to do against the Jets. You don't know how that game's going to go. I don't know how that game's going to. You go. don't know how the game against the Redskins is going to go. But I also suspect you, that if you're going to be a playoff team worth your salt or a ten, you're going to have team, to beat teams like that. You're going to have to beat teams like that. You're going to have to beat mediocre Tennessee. You're going to have yep. to beat mediocre, the Jets. probably mediocre Washington. Yes, like you're going to have to beat these teams. Yeah. So if they go four and four, I see a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because there's no way that the Bills are going to go ahead and win those four slam dunkers. And the dunk- Patriots and Eagles are there too. Because there's the thing. They're two, I counted know, four slam dunkers in that first four. Yeah. I mean, that first eight. Yep. I counted four. If you're a playoff team, you're probably getting to five. Yeah, probably. And that's where they're. That's where you're. I mean, and things, things, are gonna ha- things are always going to happen, too. Like I said, if they go, t- and I said this entirely before and I'm going to repeat it. If they go ten and six and miss the playoffs, I am by no means calling for any problems. I'm just mad that you wasted a ten and six season. Yeah. That's it. So my only feeling is one feeling and it's very specific. It's damn it you were ten and six and you missed the playoffs. Yeah. Where did it go wrong? And then I would look back at a game and go, that's the one. You should have had it. So yeah, we would all we would be hurt. We would definitely be hurt. But then it. we would be there's ma- no, that, Then there's uh, no, for example, no conversations about Sean McDermott. Yeah, because because you did f- more with more. It just didn't end up going and playing with the extra games yeah. afterward. So you're still feeling good about the, about going forward. Yes, it's just you're just in that hurt situation. In that, it hurts that I didn't yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah, I had a good enough season to make the playoffs, and I didn't make it. Yep, that sucks. Yes, always does. That's yes. the that's the only issue I'd ever have with it. Yeah. Like I said, I would never call for anyone to get fired for missing the playoffs after going a season like that. Are you kidding? Yeah. I know, it's right? Just, it's just, it hurts. It would hurt. That would suck. I'm technically playoffs or bust because I want this team to make the playoffs. I want this team to show some real progress. And I think the defense is absolutely already playoff caliber. Mm-hmm. If the offense is average, this team can make it. Yeah. I think so. So, that said, I want this team to make the playoffs. I expect this team to make the playoffs because I think that they're actually good enough. I think they are 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six capable. And if they do that and they happen to miss the playoffs and tiebreakers, yeah, that's going to suck. But that's real progress. Yes. That shows that being put together a good roster. Mm-hmm. That shows that McDermott can do more with more. Mm-hmm. And it shows that the Bills really have a chance to be a long-term problem in the AFC. And when the evil Tom Brady retires, the AFCs can finally start being one again. I think that's... That's the thing about the Bills, is that they already have to have the hardest path to the playoffs. Same with the Jets, for example. Yeah. Their path is already harder because New England and Tom Brady exist. Yes. Wild card. Wild card. And you have to fight with everyone else, and you have to fight for these stupid tiebreakers. And you could already argue one one is already going to be taken up. And again, the other thing, though, is sometimes it takes a ridiculous three-way tiebreaker to have these things settled. And sometimes that three-way tiebreaker doesn't get settled until 18 seconds left of another game with a miracle-ass touchdown. So sometimes... Legit, that might actually happen again And this the year. problem is, sometimes that falls your way. It, yeah, sometimes it falls your way, sometimes it doesn't. And then you can have a better record... And it doesn't. Yeah. It's actually been semi-frequent. Ten and six teams that have missed the playoffs. It's been generally in the NFC lately. Mm-hmm. But there are ten and six that teams. Le- it legit might happen in the AFC this year. It could happen in the AFC this year. You've got problems. Because, like I said, the only thing I will be mad about is, damn it, you missed the playoffs at a ten and six year. Yeah. You can't control what the rest of the conference is going to do. You can only control the games that you play. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the Bills got in on a three-way tiebreaker Yep. because of a last-minute touchdown from a team that was playing for nothing Yeah. other than to piss off their division rival. And piss them off, they did. Oh, boy, did they. And then there were donations. Lots of them. I just think, though, that there's only one thing I'd be upset about. If the Bills have a winning record and they miss the playoffs, you miss the playoffs. Crap. Mm-hmm. Therefore, everything else, though, safe. That shows me Bean's legit. Yep. 
And I already think he is. Shows McDermott's legit. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think he is. If he can just kind of show that he embraces the new it NFL. Show- yeah. Come on, man. That's that's like one of the only things. It's showing it's showing Allen's got It's showing your quarterback a step. is possibly the guy. Yeah. It's showing that you can build something steady here. It shows that your front office knows what they're doing when it comes to scouting offensive players. They just didn't like a lot of them in the last two years. That's what happens. It happens. There's a lot to be excited about for it. I just think it's time for the next step. I think it's cool to be able to and think that, about the it next does step. does need to happen. That's yeah. the biggest thing. It's cool to think about this. Yeah. We're having this conversation. Last year, what the hell are we talking about? It's all about Josh Allen. That's it. Mm-hmm. This year, it's about Josh Allen succeeding, but that means if he takes that next step, because, again, it is about Josh Allen, if he takes that next step, though, that means we're having playoff conversations mm-hmm. and we're getting to work Bill's games for at least an extra week. And I can tell you from experience, there is nothing cooler than working during a Bills season for an extra week. <laughs> that was one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to go through. Let's do it, it some more. It was such a fun experience. Let's, let's make it routine. Let's not make it the coolest thing I've ever experienced working here. Let's make it just the experience of this city like, that was during the, the playoff week. That was the drought being broken. Yeah. Then you actually had to turn your attention to another game. Yeah. Let's make that the routine. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. So it does technically make me a playoffs or bus guy this year. Because if, if you're not making the playoffs, it's kind of a holdback. Like I said, depending on what happens with the season – I don't have to have any conversations. But if they go 7-9, and nine, well, I'm holding the phone here. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. we might need to start talking about something here. Yeah, if they go like 7-9 and nine or 8-8, eight eight, that doesn't mean one thing right wrong. That means like two or three Enough things, things went wrong. wrong. Yeah. It could be an injury-plagued season. They go 8-8 eight and eight and they miss the playoffs because of that. And it's like, okay, you lost like everything but. Sure. And like like if, the like, Atlanta Falcons last year. Yeah. We know they're good enough to be a playoff team. Yeah. But then everyone got hurt on their defense, and it was a paper tiger by then. Mm-hmm. They lost each of their running backs for X amount of games last season. Like, Yeah, I know. Julio Jones constantly is a guy that gets bothered with injuries, and I think he – I don't know if he played all 16 games. I but don't he think still, he did. But he was still there. Like, Matt Ryan was, I think, the only player to play 16 games on yeah. that team. I'm being hyperbolic, I know. More than one player has played 16 games for the Atlanta Falcons last season, but I'm just saying those thing, those seasons happen. And if that happens to the Bills this year, I don't get to go ahead and say, hang on, we might need to have a talk. No, I don't get to say that. All I get to say is, well, that sucks, and that sucks, mm-hmm. and that one sucks, that one's going to hurt, that one's bad, that's not good. Wait, how many injuries do we have now? Oh, crap. Like, that's the conversation you have is, well, your team got got by the injury bug this year, and that's that. Now, you need to actually show me that there's a lack of progress from last year's win total to actually let me go ahead and say, hold the phone. Hang on here. Yeah. But I think that this team's good enough that they can go past it, that they can get a winning record this year. That's what I'm looking for most, a Mm -hmm. winning record. If it means playoffs, it means playoffs. If it doesn't, I'm going to be mad about that part, but there's real progress from the coach, the mm-hmm. general manager, the quarterback, the offense, and the defense holds steady. It's fun to think about this, isn't it? It really is. Like I said, like really the is. last two years, we really like under Sean, like this is the first time we actually get to talk about this sort of thing with Sean McDermott at the helm. Yeah. Because let's be real. What were we talking about? When this was going on two years ago, when Sean McDermott first came in. Holy crap, they're tanking. They're tanking. They traded everything. Everyone's gone. Yeah. Who isn't getting traded? And instead, what do we get? The acquisition of Kelvin Benjamin and the playoffs. Yeah. One thing far worse than the other. Yeah. Then last year was just all about... Josh Allen. You're going to develop Josh Allen. What do you mean Nathan Peterman's starting? 
I was the guy that said Josh Allen needs time away from the field. He needs away from the field. Yeah. He needs to not be thrown in the lineup right away. And I know almost everyone else that I work with was like, throw him in right away. We got to see what we got. Guys, that's how you ruin him. And, uh, Especially he was, when you have a bad team. And then when he got injured and he came back, he looked far more steady par for the course. He looked better. He looked better. Why do you think that was, Frank? Because he was watching the games. He was watching. He was learning. He, from, And here was the other part. He was learning from actual veterans like yeah. Derek Anderson, who has been around the league and even made a Pro Bowl in his career, and Matt Barkley, who's been around the league. I don't, know what you're learning. I don't know what you're learning from Nathan Peterman other than bad decision-making and what well, not yeah. to do. No, he is learning from Nathan Peterman. And He's, what not to do. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. What not to do. It's all you're learning. <laughs> It's all you're learning from Nathan Peterman. And Nathan Peterman's a nice guy and everything. He's, a nice he's guy. just, dude, you became a meme. Yeah. Um, he, he's the Peter meme. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You became a meme on how bad to be as a quarterback. But there it is. Everything's on the table here. I'm excited. I know everyone else is excited. But I have a different kind of excitement. I'm excited to be talking about a team with expectations for the Bills for the first time since what? Rex Ryan's the first later, year. The, the, yeah, the second year of Rex Ryan, I would say. I'd say the first year. No, the first year I was pissed that they hired him. Well, yeah. But look, you look at the talent that was but on that, that was, roster. But that first oh, year, there was a lot of – there was – I you felt like there were more expectations of first year under Rex Ryan than there was the second year. Why did you bring him up? Well, because it's true. Because I there were expect. Because you know I friggin' hate Rex Ryan. I know, but you have to go rem- chew on another dog biscuit and waste all the talent that was on that roster, you clown. But the expectations, remember, because this was coming off after Doug Marone left, and they had one of the best defenses in the league, and they had one of their better seasons throughout the drought. Yeah, in twenty fourteen. And what did Rex Ryan do? Oh, I'm gonna switch it to a three four. I hate you. That means yep. we're going to have to retool some of the roster. Why? Mario Williams is playing linebacker in coverage. He literally left Houston to not do that. <laughs> Why do you think Mario Williams started not caring? Because yeah. he didn't want to do that. And no, stupid goes ahead with square peg and round hole and is like, oh, it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Later, Greg Roman. Hang on, what? Yeah. You had 48 hung up on you. What the hell does that mean that it's but his fault? But let's be real. That first year, 2015, there were expectations for that team to be good and make the playoffs. And then the year after, he hired his brother. Yeah. And then it quickly went downhill. But let's be real. Because you remember that first game against Indy. Tyrod's a starter. He wasn't the starter for that game. That's true. It was McCastle. Technically. He was the starter for that game. He wasn't the starting quarterback for the game. Technically, yes. I Not even technically. I statistically. know. Statistically, yes, I know. Dumb. Technically, too. Dumb how it works. Yeah. I feel like you just need to take a certain percentage of the snaps to start the game how to become often the did starter. Who played the most? <sighs> I hate Rex Ryan. Yeah. Go nom on another dog biscuit, get another tattoo of Mark Sanchez jersey, and go to hell. Bleep! I but hate that first, Rex Ryan. But you holy know I, bleep! I yeah. hate Rex Ryan. But you know that. Yes, I know that first year Ugh. they had a talented roster. And what did he do? He just seven and nine. He just derped it. And then what did he do the year after? Somehow made it worse. <laughs> Destroying his only last legitimate coaching chance that he ever had. Before that, God, when was the last time the Bills had? Like, real expectations. Would have been 2005? I feel like they've had expectations throughout the years. We just are too jaded to But, like, to we're talking that. real, like... You know, what I'm saying is, but we're too jaded to remember that because the probably. drought continued to be a sludge of 7-9 and nine and 8-8. Eight and eight. It just, that's, it, it turned into that, but there were... With the a, occasional 6-10. and 10. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like... But that's what I'm saying. Like, throughout the playoff drought... There were always those kinds of expectations. Like, the Bills had a solid roster the year Tom Brady got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did they do? They literally shot themselves in the foot. 
Mm-hmm. Then again, it was also a season where New England went 11-5 and and missed the playoffs without Tom Brady. With, guess who? Matt Castle. <laughs> yeah, but the Bills not only went ahead and failed to reach that mark, they were far worse. And that is where I think, again, I think I'm just too jaded to remember those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Like with real expectations for the team. Yeah. Because for so. a long time, it wasn't even me being able to think as an adult. And the rest of it, I'm going to blame on concussions. Don't get concussions. You forget a lot of things. But yeah, this is the first time in at least a little bit of a while that we can actually talk about this and not have expectations that involve a clown show of a coach coming in. Because I knew when Rex Ryan got hired that he was going to falter and his team was going to suck. Because I hate Rex Ryan, I knew he was never a good coach, and then he goes ahead and proves that he wasn't a good coach. I was still blogging at the time, and I ranked all 14 coaches that interviewed with the Bills after Doug Marone left. Rex Ryan was number 14. (laughs) Funny enough, Greg Roman was 13. They brought in both of those guys. (laughs) And I hated everything about the existence of my being. And then, unfortunately, I was proven right, and I'm still mad about that. Because I didn't want to be right. I just wanted them to not have Rex Ryan. What a novel concept. You didn't want him to be right. You just wanted a good team. I just wanted not that idiot. Yeah. And he wasted two years of a talented Bills roster, and then... The talent started walking away or stopped caring or was just meh at that point or then was eventually traded. Yep. Rex Ryan can once again go ahead, just chew on another dog biscuit and go away forever. But no, he's a talking head on ESPN, so he doesn't get to go away forever, and I hate my life. You got me on a Rex Ryan rant. Nicely done. (laughs) This is your fault. It's okay. When we talk about expectations for the Bills, I always go back to that. That's like the first time. Why do you go back to that? Because that's the- I expected Rex Ryan to be an ass, and he was an ass. Okay, <laughs> you did. So for me, it's been longer to talk about a team with legitimate aspirations then, I guess. Is this how it works? Yeah, yeah. Frank, you remember when I was at Buff State and I did an entire show on the fact that Rex Ryan was being hired for this team. I know. I know. I hate Rex Ryan so much. Yes, rent-free in my head, I guess, is the term that the kids say nowadays. But I don't care. I hate Rex Ryan. He can go to hell. Let's talk about something else, though. Let's talk about someone else's misery. Not the Bills. Not me with Rex Ryan. Okay. You said there's football on Thursday. There is football on Thursday. There's football on Thursday, and the Cincinnati Bengals are involved. Yeah. Unfortunately, Uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals lately, all they are involved with is oftentimes tragedy uh, and, honestly, voodoo, wizardry, and bullshit. Yeah. So... (laughs) A.J. Green, the Hall of Fame probably the Thursday. lone thing that they have at this point that is elite. They decide to practice at the college campus. I think it was it in Canton or Dayton. I don't remember which Ohio school it was. I want to make sure I say it right so that it's not, you know, a problem. But anyway, A.J. Green gets hurt in a practice. And are you kidding me? Because, of course, A.J. Green gets hurt. Dayton. It was Dayton, okay. They practice on this college campus, and the next thing you know, we're getting reports that it was not up to par. Oof. Yeah. Major. Oof. The good news is you still have Tyler Boyd. Bad news is that he's not A.J. Green. No. There are not many people that are of that caliber. Now, like, yeah, A.J. Green's taking a step back, but at the same time, he's still A.J. Green. He's still fantastic. And what do the Bengals get? Injury. 
He may not be even available in time for the Bills game. Or if so, he might be the first game back for him. Because I remember how A.J. Green abused Trey White in what was probably easily the worst game that White has played in a Buffalo Bills uniform. But guess what? I'm not going to hold that against him because it's A.J. freaking Green. So, of course, A.J. Green's going to go ahead and do things. He does it to literally everybody. Yeah, he does. He suplexed Jalen Ramsey. Like, A.J. Green is elite. I will never talk a bad thing about A.J. Green. Technically, like, a lot of people could say A.J. Green made Andy Dalton average or halfway decent. <laughs> but A.J. Green is now not playing for them. He's injured because they decided to make the call to practice on a college campus that they don't normally practice at. Like, the Bills practice at St. John Fisher, but they make sure that the amenities are there because they do it every year Mm -hmm. for the last 20 years. They make sure the standards are up to par for them. What do the Bengals do? Nope. They just Bengals. Who they? They, once again, don't have a chance. That's who they is. That's who they always will be. Poor Bengals. Poor Bengals fan. Poor person that drafted A.J. Green already because some fantasy draft started earlier in the offseason, and you're like, why are we drafting now? Poor A.J. Green. And poor A.J. Green. Because not only does he not get off on the right start here, he's still with the Bengals. He's still there. One more year, A.J. Hang in there. Yeah. Go ring chase after that. You deserve it. But then again, A.J. Green's probably just one of those moral people that's going to be like, you drafted me, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life like Larry Fitzgerald did with the Cardinals. Because A.J. Green seems like one of those wholesome people that goes ahead and his one thing that we've ever seen out of a public outburst was suplex Jalen Ramsey, something that probably 70% of people like to do. (laughs) And 100% of Buffalo would like to do. It's true. Yeah. So there it is. The Bengals are just But in the meantime, we have real football on Thursday. Is it real? No. It's not even a real preseason game, dude. It's the Hall of Fame game. That means you're going to get seventh stringers. (laughs) So that that means this game is going to be literally. It's a scrimmage. It's an intra-squad scrimmage yeah. with actual rules in place. Tire fire. Over, under, 20 penalties combined. Oh, that's weak. Over, un- hang on. No, 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 no. Over, under, 30 combined penalties. Watch the world burn. Over. Over 30 penalties. Because you know what, let's you put know a, because let's, let's be put a real let's, let's be real, real betting, too. Let's, let's be, be real, real too. Line. A lot of the penalties are also ridiculous. Let me put a real betting line on this. So then. more will get called because, but even though they shouldn't, it's also because the quality of play is not as good. Exa- that too. I'm gonna put a real betting line on this because 20 was too low. I think 30 is still too high. 27 and a half. Over. I'm going to go with under just to face you on this. There's okay. nothing on the line. Okay. But we're going over under on 27 and a half penalties. Okay. You're taking 28 plus. I'm taking 26 or less. Mm-hmm. Or 27 or less. Mm-hmm. I can't math. It's okay. I went to Depew. So when we watch Denver and Atlanta on Thursday, we'll see. It's going to be weird. That's right. We're going to get... Are we going to get a lot of Drew Locke, though? I'm going to guess no. Probably not. Because of course not. You don't even get a lot of. You don't even get a lot of Chad Kelly because he's an idiot. (laughs) But yeah, real football. um, Okay, let me say that. Let me correct that. Real fake football. 
Real fake doors. Real <laughs> fake football. Coming to you. I mean, it's real football, but it's not. Yes, we're still here, and we're still playing it's a form- real fake football. <laughs> it's what they should call the preseason. <laughs> Just to rename it real fake it football. It looks like real fi- football, but it is indeed fake football. It is real football, but not the players that you know. It's fake. It is with none of the players you know. Exactly. So fake. But it is real football. But it's Bill, a formal football game. But the Bills fans are going to know. Referees and everything. Bills fans are really going to know all three quarterbacks that play this year in the preseason. You definitely know who Josh Allen is. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know who Matt Barkley is because he spanked the Jets. Yeah. Which is always a great thing. Yeah. And you even know third-string quarterback. Tyree Jackson, who's going to get a lot of snaps throughout the preseason. Like, the second half, I'm actually going to have fun watching that. I'm intrigued. I was intrigued last year because it was a full-on camp battle, which meant Josh Allen's getting the majority of the snaps in the second half anyway because you want to give him all the snaps. Yeah. And then you got A.J. McCarron for an entire fourth game to sell off to the Raiders for a draft pick. (laughs) Did they cut him, too, after the season? I think so. But the big thing was, all right, A.J. McCarron fell behind because he got injured, and the Bills did good by him to uh, give him an entire game. Yeah. You know, that's good by them. This year, they're going to give Tyree Jackson second-half snaps in in the first, in the second, and in the fourth preseason game. You might get all Tyree Jackson. And that's just going to be fun to watch because he was right around the corner playing at UB. Yep. And you like that story. The undrafted kid who's always showing up first at practice every morning. He's making sure he's the first one there. Because he wants to believe in himself. He wants to be able to get the job. He wants to work for it. He's even beating your franchise guy who loves football. By the way, Josh Allen. You get guys throughout this, throughout this business that you realize there are some really nice people, there's some really terrible people that are great at their job, for example. I can't really name names or something like that. I'm going to be bland and in general about all of this. But everything that you get out of Josh Allen is a guy who gets it. He's hanging out after camp practices well off and taking all of his time to sign things for kids, to take selfies with them, to really engage with the fans. And he mentions, I take all that time to do that because, I mean, I was a fan growing up. I was one of those kids in those bleachers. This is a guy who gets it. Mm, Yeah. So please, football gods, let Josh Allen be the guy. Because it's only fair. To have someone who loves football and loves the game and loves the fan base and loves everything about it, even the stupid nuances. He'll still do it with a smile on his face and everything of the attitude of, hey, I'm here playing football. I think he gets that. Please let Josh Allen be the guy. Because I think there's probably nothing more fun than having a quarterback on your team leading this group that is having fun doing it through the good the bad and sometimes the running across the field throwing across your body getting it picked because why'd you do that Josh (laughs) but let's limit that last part so please let Josh Allen be the guy because he's just he seems like a fantastic personality especially for the younger fan base. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
No three up, three down today. Is there any big news with the MLB trade deadline coming? Is Toronto traded Marcus Stroman. Where'd he go? To the Mets. <laughs> what are you doing, Mets? <laughs> and they gave up two of their better oh pitching God, prospects, Mets, one of them being – I believe his name is Anthony Kay. He's supposed to be their best pitching prospect. <laughs> so we might see K- Anthony Kay in uh, in Buffalo soon. Oh, Mets. Now the Mets are probably going to trade Syndergaard. Would you rather have Stroman or Syndergaard? I don't know, man. And then they gave up all that to get Strowman. So you got to see what the return is that they get on Syndergaard. Assuming that he's the guy. It's either Syndergaard or Zach Wheeler that they're going to trade up, but the likelihood is that it's Syndergaard. Think about that, though. Like, the Mets pitching staff just from a couple years back. Really good. DeGrom, Syndergaard. Yeah. Wheeler. Harvey. Big sexy. Mm Mm-hmm. And now it's just... DeGrom and probably Wheeler and now Stroman but even then like Wheeler and Stroman and Syndergaard are all free agents next year so it's DeGrom and friends yeah pretty much I'm not really sure what the the uh, the Mets obviously still think they can compete and get in the playoffs because they're like I think what, this year? I think they're only like five and a half out of the wild card. Really? I'm going to double check. So last I checked, the Mets are just Pete Alonzo, Jake DeGrom, and a bunch of busts. Well, that is true. Six. There's six out. Okay, Mets. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, Mets. I mean, as Kyle said last week, it's mostly going to be pitchers. There's one. Syndergaard's likely going to get dealt to. Honestly, if you ask, honestly, with the question of would you rather have Stroman or Syndergaard, I'd probably rather have Thor. And the Mets probably realize that they're going to fetch more with trading him. But then trading for Stroman, once again, like, if I were them, I'd want as much young pitchers as I can. Oh, Mets. So we'll you see. You continue to Mets. Always do. They're going they're to mess it up somehow anyway because they're the Mets and that's what they do. So when Kyle comes back this week, we'll we'll throw the three up three down there. And then it's just going to be a bunch of duos for these podcasts over the next couple of weeks. Who do you get? Well, guess what? That's going to be up to you to find out. I'm not spoiling anything. I just know that people have to do other things. Like sometimes have to sit at the DMV because it's a real kick in the knackers there, bud. Just a real ouchie, bud. Want to hear another ouchie? Tampa Bay, the Lightning, hockey, just signed Vasilevsky to a Oh, that is a real massive ouchie. How are they, where do they keep finding money? Well, remember, the contract doesn't kick in until next year. I know, but where do they keep finding money? I don't know. Because next year, they're probably still in the same cap-related hell that they're in this um, year. Tell me I'm I'll wrong. Quick. Because they still have a bunch of people under contract with a bunch of money. $14 million. With the Vasilevsky deal? Yeah. Point isn't signed yet. That's because points not signed. And Sergachev has to get signed next year, too. Oh! So when's Braden Point getting traded? Probably soon. <laughs> really? When's he getting traded? 
Because Sergachev is not going to be a D. Like, that's going to be at least a solid Oh, and then they, they – remember, too, they – for this year, at least, they still like, they still can put Callahan on LTIR. I'm not talking about this year anymore. I know. I'm talking about next year. But remember, they still got to get points signed this year. Oh, I know. But I'm saying, in order to sign him this year, you also want to be able to sign him throughout the past the next year. Yeah. Now your goalie's sitting up at 9.5 of your cap. So the question is, when does Andre Palak get traded? When does anyone get traded from Tampa? Somebody's got to get dealt. Yeah. All right. Probably won't be. If they sign point to, like, something not bad, it won't be this year. It'll be, ne- it'll be next summer. All right, Frank, I got a question for you. Okay. Should we start dedicating a, a smidget of fantasy, sprinkle them in on these podcasts? I don't mind. Okay, then. Because last year I pulled a Ryan O'Reilly. I lost my love for the game. I was only in one league, and Khalil Mack ruined my dreams when I acquired Aaron Rodgers and uh, my knee. So things went south very quickly for me because Aaron Rodgers wasn't putting up the beastly points that he normally does. He was still Aaron Rodgers, but he wasn't He wasn't the bad, bad man himself. He was not. No. I mean, only 25 touchdowns. Only 25 touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. Bleep me, right? Yeah. So I lost my love for the game a little bit. This year, I'm already back in four, including a guillotine league. First time I'm ever going to try it. Could end in week one. No idea. Jeremy was talking about it last week. We were all trying to convince Howard to play. And then I chimed in saying, Howard, I'll, I'll help you draft your team. And Jeremy's like, no, that's not allowed. If Howard's going to do it, he's got to do it himself. I'm like, all right, fine. And then the question was flipped. Well, Derek, you want in on it? Yeah, sure. Of course. And now Howard's going to auto-draft his guillotine league team, which means Howard's probably going to win the league guillotine league. <laughs> Because that's usually how fantasy football goes. You get the one evil SOB who decides to have his team auto-drafted, and then the next thing you know, that team decides to just go on. He may not win it all, but he's going to get close, Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, think that's what, I think that's what is going to happen with auto-draft hoes. I think I got invited into that league, too. There might be another one, because uh, one of our producers, Mike Jafari, is rolling a guillotine league. I think that's what it was. Yes. And uh, I know that I'm going to join that one with me and my co-host for fantasy segments with the Bills this year, Breakfast with the Bills, and Louis DiBiase. And our producer for it is Mike Jafari. Yeah. So the three of us are going to be talking crap when the first domino falls and laughing at one of the three of us in the studio (laughs) at 7 a.m. That'll be fun. On a Sunday. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. But I'm back in more leagues this year. I'm back in this kind of the swing of things, and uh, I don't want to go, you know, full on here. But at the same time, let's talk about these sorts of things to help you win your fantasy championships. It ain't about me because nobody cares about my league. Nobody cares about my team. Sometimes I don't even care about my team. But but you, I do have a duty for the people because I do host the fantasy show for Bills game days every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to help you. And you can start tweeting me questions at Derek Kramer 49 You can even give them to Frank and he'll pass them along at Frank R. Curie. You can even give them to Kyle well, Powell may, as may well answer some. at Kyle underscore Powell too. Yeah. Did I get Kyle's right? I always don't remember where that underscore is. Let me double check. I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to say it. Tweet the gang. Because... We're going to do these sorts of things now because... You got it right. There it is. Good. I did get it right. So, at Derek Kramer 49 at Frank R. Curie, or at Kyle underscore Powell 2. We'll help you out. And I may even get my buddy, our buddy, Louis DiBiase to help us out. At DiBiase L-O-E. 
to uh, chime in on the on the tweet bag for these sorts of things for the Leftovers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Leftovers Podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. Frank Curry, And Kyle Powell will be back as well. Who's going to be the next group of people to be here on the podcast? Well, that's for you to find out on Thursday. In the meantime, what else can you say but go Bills? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.